Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. And today is a bit different because I'm the only one hosting us today. I think this is the first time in our history where it's just one uh, host. And my amazing co-hosts, uh, Wendy, Say, and Via, have given me all the control. <laughs> uh, and so I'm excited. I was joking around saying that it was going to be a podcast full of gossip and all the all the stuff that you want to know about Wendy, Say, and Via. <laughs> but I have something even better for our amazing listeners today because in studio with me right now, and I love that we're in studio, we're each in front of our own computers, <laughs> but this is our little <laughs> studio for today. I have two very special guests. So today I have Liz Faircroft and Andressa with me today. They're amazing hosts of the Real Estate Investor Show podcast. So welcome Liz and Andressa to Empire Building. Yes, so excited to be here, Sarah. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. So I'm excited to have you guys. I mean, I was, I've listened to you multiple times. I've learned a lot from both of you, but just to tell a little bit to our listeners about you to combine, you have 27 years of experience and word on the streets is a portfolio of over 130 million. Is that right? Yep. (laughs) That is amazing. 130 million in terms of their investment portfolio. So I am certainly sort of the numbers queen. I love numbers. But more than that, what I have loved is learning the mission of your podcast, which is to empower and support women who invest in real estate to live a financially free and balanced, which your mission so much aligns with what we do here, which is about having big businesses and even bigger lives. So today I get to interview the two of you, and I know that our listeners are going to learn so much. This is definitely an episode where you're going to want to get out a pen and some paper because they are going to be dropping many gold nuggets that will impact your life in a really big way. So why don't you guys first start off and tell our listeners, maybe Liz, you start us off and tell our listeners, how did the podcast became what it is today? Like what led you guys to start a podcast that was specific to women investing in real estate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Justin had nothing else to do. We're like, let's start a podcast, <laughs> right? No, we, you know, and Justin and I, we're, we're good friends and support each other and actually started a women's mastermind. Mm. For free, it was just something to support us ourselves. And we had a group of about six women around the country. And as we were connecting together, we then were like, let's start doing some deals together. So we were actually doing a number of flips, a number of con- you know new construction projects together in real estate. And we'd get together. We'd meet in a Panera and just kind of share, you know, what's working in the projects and also just share what's working in our lives. And we'd get together and we'd get, we would go deep, me and Andressa. We can go deep very quickly. And we really, really appreciate that about each other. And during those conversations, we would both be like, where are all the women in this, in this business? You know, we so didn't true. know a lot of them. We knew a few in our mastermind. We didn't know, like, a community. So we started Googling it. We started looking for it. And honestly, we couldn't find it. So like most entrepreneurs, right? <laughs> if you can't find something, you create it. Um, and we said, well, how amazing would it be to create a podcast? Let's start with that, where we can interview and, and shine the light on women's journey, not just their investing journey, not just their making money journey, but their journey of their whole life, because our life is so much more, right? And, so true. And we really, to live life on our own terms, and most women do. So that's kind of was the, the impetus. Her and I both have a shared passion for just supporting women in general, both for different reasons that dates 20 years ago. 
mine coming from social work, seeing mm. women that had a mental illness and and that were abused physically and emotionally. And and Andressa has her own her own kind of passion. So I'll let her have a moment there to jump in here. But that's a little bit about some of the first stuff that we did together and how the Amazing. podcast came to be. I love yeah. that. Liz. We didn't we didn't plan on on having a community that became a business that that took a lot of you know our time and and effort right it's our passion it became our passion more so as like it's a combination of our passion and our purpose and, mm. and that's what we live for we breathe it we sleep on it literally we wake up and have ideas about it and all, all of that for me it got very very deep i i got divorced i got out of a abusive relationship mm. and i learned pretty quickly how important it is for women to be independent financially independent um during my relationship everything was commingled and there was no independency whatsoever which i believe if, if that was not the case, I would have left much earlier. So in my head, I, I see it that people are in relationships that are not healthy and they're mm. not healthy for them. There is not healthy for the kids, but they cannot think about an exit because financially they cannot make it up in their head. How would they be able to, to do it? So, so I, my, my path in, in, providing a better life for me, for my son, for the, my next generations, it's really like down deep. And I see that I would like to do that for other women as well through our community, through our meetups. We grew meetups across the country, 50 plus locations in the U.S. and Amazing. Canada and build this community where women can really come, raise their hand not feel ashamed for asking questions and get the support they need. That's all we want. I love that. Andressa, when you were talking, it gave me chills because, you know, in your mission for, for your podcast and for the community, you say financial freedom, right? To be financially free. And when you hear your story, I mean, that's powerful, right? Yeah. The fact that you ha had to stay longer in an abusive relationship because you weren't financially free. And if you can provide, and I, I won't say when you can provide, you guys have already provided so much to females around the globe, around the globe that will lead to financial freedom. But hearing your story and the why behind it, man, that's amazing. We are starting to see a shift, I would say, in more female investors. I was texting with Via this morning and she's at a conference right now, and she was on a panel yesterday. Right before her panel, a female was interviewed about investing, and then she was on a panel with another powerhouse um, investor, also female. And she said, you know, that would have never happened, you know, a decade ago. And so you guys have certainly been sort of leading the way in, in that shift happening. Are you guys seeing the shift as well? Well, it's, it's very funny that you're mentioning that because years ago, I think about six years ago, something like that, we were in a, in a conference where Liz was the only person, women in, in the, in a panel in across the board, all the other investors that I know that are really good rock stars, high experience. I start texting them and saying, you should be on stage. Why aren't you on stage? And they were texting me saying, why aren't you on stage? 
So we got yeah. together for lunch that day at that conference. I remember there were three tables that we put together and start connecting with wow. each other. And we thought it's just not for us to be on stage just to show no. off or yep. anything else. Because I had a conversation with a woman and she said, I'm good. I'm under the radar. It's fine. I was like, here's the thing. We cannot identify Right? I cannot identify with a 45-year-old male wearing a black suit on stage telling me what success looks like. Yep. That I need to spend three hours on my morning routine. I can't, I have kids and they wake yeah. up at night and, right? I can't relate to that. The yep. younger generation don't see that they can invest in real estate because they don't have models. Yep. anywhere. So we need to stop being under the radar and go for it. And you know, Sarah, what Liz and I heard when we started the podcast, that we were going to run out of women to interview. Oh. And for that person, I say thank you for that, because you put fire on me. And <laughs> we have over two, 250 women that we interview, and we have plenty and the waiting room to be interviewed. So I don't think so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. Oh my goodness. And th that resonates with me so much. I, I flew under the radar too. I was having babies. I have a nine-year-old, six-year-old and a two-year-old and I was building my business and I didn't have time to really go out and speak and have time to go to all the conferences and all of those things. So a lot of times, you know, I was in the top 20 of Keller Williams for about five years and never once was interviewed or on, on a panel or spoke. And I said something about just the difference between our top companies, our top businesses being about 30% of them are female led in an industry that is 65% female licensees, which is the real estate industry. And, um, you know, Wendy actually was very direct with me. We were barely friends then, but she said to me, I don't see you stepping out and showing what can be done. It's going to take people like you speaking and showing you can have young kids and build a big business at the same time. And so that that is that impacted me, and that's why I started speaking. Is actually for that reason, so we can the audience can really relate to everyone that's on stage, not for it not just to be one sort of segment. So I love that. Well. So let's think about, so we want more female uh, investors and really um, just th this is this whole podcast isn't just related to, fe to females in terms of empire building and things like that. But let's say the first step is for someone to get their first sort of their, their net worth to a million and or at least own at least a million dollars in their portfolio for investing. What would you say to someone that is just starting, that wants to start out? What is sort of the first sort of domino that they should be focusing on? Yeah, and you know, that's a it's a big question we get, right? And and it's a big question that's something we we present on a lot and talk about. And so many, so many women just jump into like markets and asset class and should I fix and flip? Should I buy uh, a short-term rental right now? It's like the rage of wanting a vacation rental, right? I mean, everyone would raise their hand, they want a vacation rental. You know, and, and I think that's, those are great things. Those are great things you have to figure out, but but let's take a step back and really look at what, what where do women want to be in five years? You know, what are, what are their financial goals? What are their money mm. goals? You know, and I think those are the harder questions, to be honest, Sarah, that people just don't ask because we're just, we just want to really, literally, I want to invest in real estate. What market should I go into? 
Great question. We could talk about that. I have plenty to tell you about that, just not the first one. So, you know, what we work really hard in our community about is helping the women in our community and our in our membership too, just to like, okay, let's talk about where you want to be. You know, what stage of life are you? You know, are you someone who really wants to be hand on hands on? There was a point in my life that I I cleaned all of our units. I I did all of the showings, mm. right? When my husband and I were building our business. In some ways, we were a little crazy because we did that hands-on too long. And that's just a little bit of something I need to work through as a leader. But in hindsight, I was hands-on. I was young. I was in my 20s. I didn't have kids. Different stage of life. So if you said to me, okay, Liz, you know, I want to get into XYZ right now and I'm in a different stage of my life, I'm not going to do that now, right? Because it's a little bit different. So I think the big questions are, you know, the five-year goals, the financial goals, your lifestyle goals. And we, we stand for that because this is not just about making the money but it's about the lifestyle. You can make a lot of money and kill yourself. We all know how to do that. Women are so great true. at that. Yeah. A lot of women are great at that. So we don't stand for that, right? Don't, don't come to our community for that because you can go get that anywhere. But it's really about the, the balance, right? And it's the lifestyle and it's like doing it on your own terms. So just to take a step back, the money goals, the, where you want to be would be the keys. And then we can talk about market, active and passive. You can passively invest with people, a nice 10% return versus doing it yourself and killing yourself and making maybe even less. So again, no right and wrong. But once you figure out the path, then you can get into markets, asset class, and get specific. Love that. One thing that I would add, Sarah, is that women, and I hear that on our community a lot, right? Women won't take this the first step if they don't see the whole path, they want to know exactly what is the roadmap, what's going to happen, and how about that, and how about that, and how about that. And they don't take that first step. That's one of the biggest hurdles. The second one is that they only think about themselves, their experience, their what, the, how much money they have on their bank account, their skill sets. And that is very, you get limited, right? So what Liz and I stand for, and there is a great book that I recommend. It's called Who Not How by Dan yes. Sullivan. I love I it. I wish I knew that book in my 20s, but it was just released a couple of years ago. So that's okay. But for all of you that are, that are listening, stop, stop thinking about doing everything by yourself as a solopreneur. I, I don't care if you're getting started or not. It's about the circle. It's about leveraging other people's time, skill set, funding. You do not need to be good at everything. And hear me again. You do not need to improve the areas where you're not so good at. Yes. Focus on your strengths and look for other people that can fulfill that gap. If we have learned this a long time ago, I think that we'll be able to scale and, and, and speed up our, our journey much faster. And you can go on your own terms. Liz and I always say, when we say balance, right, there's, there's a trigger for a lot of people. We say, oh, that's, that's BS. That's not even possible. It's whatever balance means to you, right? So it's not this formula that applies for everybody. So whatever means to you. But think about it. Take the first step. How does that look like? Take the step that you see. If you see that step, take it. And then when you are it. in that that you know step that that area, you're gonna see the next one. Really do not let you hold hold you back from getting started because you're thinking about the refinancing, how the refinancing process works. Hold on, you need to have a deal first, right? So so women, we are sometimes so smart to our own detriment. So rely on others. 
I, I love that. No, it's leverage and building a team is really the only way to do that, right? The only way to have uh, freedom and the only way to build a big business and an even bigger life. And for our listeners, if what Andressa said has resonated with you, I would highly recommend to go back through our episodes. We've got multiple episodes on hiring, on how to create that not to do to where you can stay focused in sort of your sweet spot, because we're huge believers in that as well. And I just, I love exactly what you're saying. So both of you have just built just this amazing life for yourselves, as well as an amazing portfolio. Certainly there's probably some failures along the way, right? It's, it's, if there's, if you see someone and you think they're successful, I always say it just means they feel faster than you typically. Uh, And that doesn't mean they didn't fail. It means they feel faster. What are some things that looking back that you wish you would have done differently? Maybe address yeah, there's you can so start. many. Oh, go ahead, <laughs> so, how much time do we have? No, I mean, you know, there's different there's different mistakes and different failures you have at different parts of your your business too, right? And so I think early on, for me, I was so involved. We were so focused on cash flow and passive income. You know, rich dad, red rich dad, poor dad. We we were a bit naive. We were in our twenties, didn't have a lot of business acumen. But I had a lot of heart and persistence, right? So that that was great. Yep. But in terms of just like business savviness, I wouldn't say me and my husband were like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Business Savvy. And so why I'm saying that is I think like the financial management piece of the business and like all the really important things to run a business and to run a portfolio were kind of learned along the way. And it took longer because we didn't have those pieces. We mm. did not lean on mentors. And it took longer. Honestly, I think there's no right and wrong. There's this business. I mean, you can you can hire a coach tomorrow. You can hire a mentor. You can work for free, right? There's so many different ways to kind of cut the what's it called? You know, when you're doing, doing a shortcut. But we didn't. You know, I think I think I think that was part of who we are as people. We're very hard workers, and we're like, we're going to mm. figure this out, and we did, right? And and you eventually do. But I'm really mindful of that now. I can sometimes get into that again, where the next stage is, right? Where we're trying to grow something with Invest Her, or we're shifting here or there. And I, I don't want to repeat the same mistake. So yeah. you're very mindful of those mistakes or those quote unquote failures. I don't know if that's a failure, but it was a big one that, for us at least, that in hindsight, we would have probably propelled our growth a little faster, I think, at the beginning. We probably that's would have made less mistakes one. and probably yep. lost less money. But again, mm. all good material for podcasts and growth and learning and teaching that I do. So I think it all happened for a reason, to be honest. It always does. It always <laughs> but does. But I think that that's was so a big true. one. I think we try to like, that's why we're so committed on Jess and I are like, don't be a solopreneur, right? You, you just, yeah. we, I'm so, I was so good at going alone. And then I was a consultant. I, I did so well and getting paid well to do it myself, literally. So when you do that and you're in that behavior, it, it really takes a lot to get out of that behavior, right? Because you yeah. have to like, learn a new way of being. You know, it's not yeah. you. It's us yeah. and the team. And I got to let go and figure out how we're going to make that work. So that was one one big thing for me. So, so good. What about you, Andressa? For me, for me well, I, I was trained to be very independent since young age. From from I, I, I was born in Brazil. I went to high school in another town at 14 years old. And I came to my parents with this like plan. Oh, this is gonna be the cost. Is where I'm gonna live and all of that. And then I went to college and moved to to the U.S. by myself. When I got into real estate, I started flipping, and I got this hype, right? As 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 if I 
was doing drugs uh, compared to it. I never did drugs. I don't know how it is, but I assume that that's, you get this adrenaline of, of, of getting a property and selling it. So I thought, okay, this is cool. And this is what happiness looks like. So let me just start doing multiple. And I, I got to like 15 at the same time and doing everything mostly my, my, myself under my belt. I was not doing the project. Don't get me wrong. I can swing a hammer, but I was managing everything. And then I started realizing it that I was not getting it. It was just, I didn't even want to go to closing. It doesn't matter. I already know what's going to happen and we're going to switch keys and whatever it is. I just like, okay, I don't even want to attend. It just became transactional to me. And then you go to that point that you're like, wait a minute. I need to go inside, really figure it out who I am, what I want, because it's not the quantity. It's not the number of doors. It's not the check that I get at the end. It's just a check with numbers that I put it in my bank account and it's there. And, and I start changing it. So, so Liz and I really went down to really our personality, right? What is it? What are our strengths? And, and the self-development that we have done, we have done certain things together, certain things separate in different times of our lives. But the commitment that we have when there's breakdowns and then we look at it, we get the lesson in it, and then we move along. It, it goes back to the tools that we gain with self-development. And I wish I have done this very early because many times the, the feeling, it was me. I couldn't mm. blame. Can I blame a general contractor from, from stealing the money from me? Yeah, but that's not going to do anything. Yeah. Right? What can I take responsibility for? What can I put in place? So it's it's from taking the blame on others for what's happening in your life and take full ownership, full ownership of, 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 of everything. Then there's no failure. If you look at that that way, it's True. all lessons. It's yep. all lessons necessarily, necessarily for your experience. And sometimes the universe, you say, oh, yeah, I want to become financially free. And then the universe says, okay, great. I'm going to train you. I'm going to give you a really bad general contractor <laughs> that's going to teach you a couple of lessons that are needed for you. So it's yep. like, huh. And for all of you, you that are listening, you might say, oh, but it's not good when it's happening. Yeah, but when you're conscious about that, then things change. And then you yeah. go through it without resistance and you learn the lesson and that lesson does not happen again. I love that. That that resonates with me in terms of, you know, not having a victim mentality, right? Being accountable to our own decisions. You know, it's it's so important with everything we do to make sure, you know, it's no one else's fault but ours typically. We all have DNA in no matter what has occurred. And so what is the lesson that we need to learn from that? That is, that's so awesome. Where do you guys see sort of the future opportunity going? Prices obviously are, ha have increased and are increasing pretty quickly. You know, there's a lot of speculation on how long that's going to continue, but where do you see things going future-wise in terms of? Yeah. I mean, there's so many people, I was on a webinar the other night and a person said, is this a good time to invest in real estate? Right. And, 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 you know, in 16 years, I've gotten that question 
right before the crash, right? No way. Was this a good time to buy real estate? And then yeah. 2010 and 2005 at the height of the market, right? So you can literally take, take that question out of context and never be like, okay, what's the answer to that? You know, I, you know, I think I just would probably agree with me, but there's always a good, there's always a good time to buy. There's always a good time to, there's always deals to be had. There's always opportunity. Now, because it's a hot market, right? Interest rates are going up. You know, I know people who are starting out investing right now, having a really hard time finding deals. So yep. that's that's real, right? There's not a ton of foreclosures that you could just jump into. So these are all real things happening, depending if you're single family focused or if you're focused on large multi. Our team underwritten 200 deals in a year and closed mm. on like four buildings, right? So that's a lot. And we're an yeah. experienced team, right? It's not like we're, we're new to this. So I say that because, and we just closed our largest project to date in the 16 years. So I say that because there's 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 projects to be had, there's deals to be had. I'm a big fan of multifamily just because that's the most of our experience. And if you're in a market where it is growing and rents are going up, it's going to hedge against interest rates. Again, I'm not an economist, yep. but I do know if there's a growing market and you're you're providing affordable housing and you're not the most expensive, you're not giving the most expensive product in the area, you're hedging against something happening in the world that people can't afford to live there. That's what I do know in, in what I, the 16 years, what market to be in, what have you, you know, I, you know, that that's something else to, to measure. But so, yes, I do think it's a good time. I think it's hard for those newer, the newer people that are like, you know, I've, I've done fourplexes and I want to get to larger stuff and I'm getting outbid by all these other people. And I said on, I said the other night, I'll say it right here that these are the times that you need to think about how can I mentor with an experienced team? How can I mm. learn right now? How can I maybe passively invest with someone, learn under their dime, learn under their, their, you know, team. It could be a small multifamily investor. It's not be a huge team, but in your local market, somebody you respect, somebody you like, they all need something. Take anyone that's growing their market, I'm sorry, growing their portfolio and they need something. So, you know, there's, my point is that it shouldn't stop you because it's a hot market and you're getting outbid. Then go find something else that is, people are closing deals and see how you can help them because that is yep. happening right now. I can give you a long list of people who are closing deals left and right. So if you're not, look in the mirror and say, what can I, how can I contribute to someone else? And I learn love along that. the way. Plus it's less yep. rest, quite honestly. Because you do have to conservatively underwrite right now. You do have to be careful. You don't want to be like, if this happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens, it's going to be a great deal. That's not going to be a great deal. Those are the bad. Those are speculative. Do not want to get into projects like that right now, obviously. You want to go, if, if half of my tenants move out, I can make my um, requirements and my debt and pay my investors. That's a better situation. And those are harder to find if you're not, you know, in the, you know, working with commercial brokers. So I just say, don't let it stop you. Figure out how you can get into this game some way, because there's always a way. I love that. I love that. Let's shift uh, the conversation a bit. So you both are running your big business. Um, you have a team. You have the podcast. You have the community. And you're both, you, I think, Liz, you, you run like triathlons or, I mean, you, you have, you're busy. Used to. Okay. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Every day. Hey. I, mean, <laughs> I do run. I do run, though. <laughs> that's a big deal. I mean, that takes time, right? So all of the, all of the things that sort of were pulled in so many di different directions, how do you sort of juggle it all in terms of handling everything? How do you have any form of balance, Andressa? Well, and I am, I am a single mom. And, and my family lives in Brazil and my mom moved here to support me. But right now she is there enjoying the sunny days and, and pools. So I said, don't send me pictures. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. But it's 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 a learning curve. 
it's a learning curve that as we grow our business, I have, I don't have unlimited time, but I can buy people's time. And I need to unlearn, Sarah, a lot of things that I learned, right? Things that I am really good at, but I shouldn't be doing because it's just not worth my time. Liz and I, when we say that we are committed to women to become financially free, me making slides won't do that, right? Yeah. Me yep. painting a wall won't do that. So her and I strategically, where are we spending our time? It's it's to grow the company. How can we serve? How can we have the time here to sit down and talk to you, to have a call with Wendy and really talk business and support each other and, and go to the conferences and really like inspire, not just inspire, but give women strategic ways that they can move move along that's where i should be spending my time it's a learning curve there's no uh, a recipe that i can just spit it out but i need to some sometimes or mo- often be aware of it that's the number one thing right if you are aware of it if you have a circle of people that can you can be accountable for right liz i always say to her and she says to me should you be doing this or should yes. we delegate it? Okay, now let's delegate that. That is out of our plate. We're out of that. But it, it, it's not, it doesn't happen like that, right? I'm addicted to, to doing things by myself. So I had to go through that rehab process <laughs> of, 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 of letting go of, of a lot of things. And as my child grows from a baby to a toddler to now a first grader, I have different things that I need to navigate, but the the only thing is that I don't need to figure it out by myself, right? Balance to me looks like when I'm here, I'm here with you, with Liz and with all of you that are listening, I'm 100% here. I'm 100% here. I'm 100% present. When I am with my son, I'm 100% present. That's all I can say to you. There are days Liz and I, we work very, very hard. And, and those are days that are, when we say balance, it doesn't mean like, oh, 50% here for my professional life and 50% for my personal life. That's not what I'm aiming for. I want an imbalanced life from the sense that there are days, I don't know, Monday, I could be at the beach having a margarita, but I don't drink. So like a <laughs> margarita without alcohol, I guess. <laughs> Who cares, right? <laughs> but there are days the that we're for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll just let's go. <laughs> but we can be at a conference and we're really mindfully working all day in a conference in a Sunday. So it is not this mentality that oh, it's Monday to Friday we are professionals and then Saturday and Sunday we are family. That that doesn't work for me. I yeah. I that. But whatever works for all of you. Create what works for you. Don't follow anybody saying, oh, you should or you shouldn't. Just create what works for you. And something is not working. Liz and I have strategic meetings every single uh, month in person. And we start with what's working, what's not working. Mm. And you can apply, apply that with your partners, with your spouse, with your family, with your kids. What's working, what's not working. In, 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 so you can reset. And create what works for you and for your family. I love that. We have found, you know, that so many times 
with female empire builders, so many times the first sort of leverage or help that they need is actually at home. Liz, is there maybe one thing that you have sort of leveraged at home that could help some of our listeners get off your plate at home that would help them be able to leverage in their life too? Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm definitely a work in progress when it comes to leverage. Wendy would would agree with that <laughs> in all my conversations <laughs> I've had with, with Wendy. You know, it's funny, you know, growing, I think it, it all comes back to like to how you 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 were you're reminded of how you became who you are. And so as I had a hard time letting go, I'm like, you know, you start to watch your you, you what do your parents do? You know, and what did you learn? The good things and the things that, you know, they didn't do. So one thing my dad always did was you know, cut the lawn, um, mow the lawn. And when we moved, you know, my, our first house didn't have any grass, so we didn't have to worry about that. When we moved, it was funny because like, you know, not to be stereotypical, but all my neighbors who were the men were all cutting their lawns and me. It was like me and the guys, which was great. We'd leave, we'd talk about the grass. It's like, you're in like, you know what to talk about. Oh, the edging's a little hard today. Like, this is like little mini culture in my oh neighborhood, my right? Which I kind of enjoy because I love the, the, my neighbors are great. So anyway, you know what, this is like an hour and a half. And I was like really tired one day. I was busy. We had like a few events, you know, Andres and I. I'm like, we just did like, it was like a three-day thing we did. And I'm like, I feel like cutting the grass today. And I actually kind of enjoyed it. But that day I didn't. And it started to wane on me. And I'm like, I don't enjoy this anymore. And I'm like, well, how much does it cost? That's usually my first question, yeah. which I'm getting better with, quite honestly, is what what's the investment here? What's my time investment? Yes, yes. I had to learn that as I navigated my 40s, you know, I didn't do that in my 30s. But and then I looked into it. I'm like, this isn't the bad. You know, he charged me, charged me a hundred bucks um, for two two cuts. I can, we can do that, you know, and then you then you get excited about it. You're like, I haven't looked back on the grass in a year and a half. <laughs> I'm like, I wave to them. They wave to me. I'm great. I'm, I love it. I don't need to ever do that again in my life. Why did I wait that long? Cleaning my house was the next thing I like to clean. I'm a little weird. I really like to clean. I like to clean. I'm, a little, I'm like, I'm not a control person. And I'm like, and as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, a little control person. There's varying degrees of control people. But anyway, long story short, I ended up getting a cleaner as well. I was like, well, what's this going to cost? Is this worth my time? Is it really that big of a deal? You know, we don't have a huge home, but it really does take a lot of time. And I'm like, can she come every week? She comes every other week. And then my new thought is like, can she come every week? Exactly. You know? And the next thing is I'm like, laundry. Maybe maybe that's something I can outsource. What does that look like? What does that cost? Can we make it work? So when you start to leverage, even for, I mean, if, if I can let go of something, anyone listening to this can and figure it out financially. You can barter with people. My brother-in-law told me one time, he's like, I bartered. I coached them for an hour and they cleaned my house. So there's, uh, there's awesome. no excuse, even if there's yes. no money transfer, right? It's nice to pay people because sometimes you're like, all right, this isn't working. I need to fire you. (laughs) This isn't working. So yeah, laundry is my new thing. But I think leverage is huge and you become more excited about it once you start to do it. It's a habit. So there's a new new laundry leverage app I just heard about where they'll come pick it up wash it and then bring it back clean. Uh, we'll make sure to put it in the show notes. I can't remember what it's called. I think think they shall laundry. That's it's funny that you guys saying this because yesterday I had this conversation with a friend of mine, Beverly, and it's called Laundry Nest. And they laundry come nest. pick it up and, and, and give it back. 
unfold it and everything. Because I learned about laundry. Not la- I learned about laundry. People, I know what laundry is. Let me just clarify. <laughs> I learned about laundry mat this past week. I moved to my new house and my uh, washer and dryer are not ready for me. So I was like, what am I going to do with this laundry? And then I researched around, found laundry mat. And I, I, I had to call the person because, listen, I've looked at laundry mats to buy as a business, but I have no idea if I should bring a coin, uh, a credit card, or do I bring a, what people do when they're waiting from their, their, I can't just sit still and watch Jerry, whatever that thing is that they're fighting against each other. No, no, no. We're, whatever you're, you're that is. Gonna- we don't want you to learn that at all. None of right. our listeners I was would like, like to know how to do that. <laughs> right. So I, I called I called them and they said, would you like to drop it off? Everyone's like, what do you mean? You mean that I can just go drop it off and you clean it and then you fold it and now go pick it up? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, how much does that cost? And she said, a buck and something. I was like, per piece? She's like, no, honey, per pound. I was like, per pound? <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cheap. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, go for it. The, t- the time for your time, the dollar per hour for your time, what you just replaced by doing that is huge. And that's really Huge. what you need to look at is your dollar per hour, what you can do and then pay others to do any item that's a lower dollar per hour, right? Now, um, I know we need to we need to wrap this up, but I want to make sure our listeners know you guys have a big event coming up, I think on June 23rd uh, through the 24th. I believe Wendy um, is going to be a guest speaker at the event. Yes. Tell, tell our listeners about this event. Yes. So we have the InvestorCon 2022 in Charlotte, North Carolina on the 20, June 23rd and 24th. And I, I, can, I can tell you how excited we are about it. This is beyond your traditional real estate conference. This is a full circle transformation experience where we have five keynotes led by Kim Kiyosaki and Wendy. Papasan is going to be there as well. And we have 20 sessions with the most powerful wow. women in real estate that we know. We handpick them. And it goes from building your RV park to out-of-state investing. And we are really heavy, Sarah, in mindset. We do believe we need to talk about it. And how can you build a team? How can you fire yourself, right? Wendy always says that. How can you fire yourself? And one thing that we are doing here is a mindful networking. We are gathering people to really make deeper connections that goes beyond this event. Because that's what women need and, and, and want it. Those deeper connections. Not like, okay, what do you do? I'm an investor. Give me your business card and vice versa. We really want to be mindful of that. And we are putting breaks for women breaks in between so we can either connect oh, with I others if you want to take a nap you take a nap we have a mom's room for those that need to to breastfeed so it's really a conference made for women thought thought we, we thought about it we thought about their needs their schedule and we invite everybody to to join us it's going to be very very transformational how did they find more out more out about it like how do they go if if they're interested in going june 23rd and 24th to charlotte north carolina they can find more information on our website, therealestateinvestor.com slash investhercon, or go to Instagram at the real estate invest 
Her, H-E-R. Love that. Love that. How else can our our listeners uh, follow you guys? All right. Obviously, you guys can listen. Our listeners can listen to your amazing. I've gotten so much value from, from listening. And so just thank you for that. But how else can they uh, follow you in terms of on Instagram or on social media? What's the best way for them to learn more from you guys? Yeah. Sure. You know, Instagram is obviously a great way to follow us. We do a lot of free events. So I would say one would be to definitely just join our Facebook community. It's a free community. We have 10,000 women and we fiercely guard that Facebook community. So it is not a random Facebook community. People putting up random things. And if we do, Andres and I on like a Saturday afternoon, talk about balance. We're like, what? Take it, you know, we take it down. We're very, <laughs> we guard that group very well. And we have we have such wonderful women who who jump in. We know the names because we've gotten to know so many women. And it's really women who literally don't have to work another day in their life or starting out in their journey. And they're all supporting each other. So highly recommend, post a question, get involved, and it's free. So that's just one thing I want to mention. The second thing is that we do... Beyond the meetups, which are phenomenal local communities, you can check out if, if your local community has a local investor meetup. They don't. We're, we're open to having you start one. So certainly you could check that out on our website. But thirdly, we do events every week Zoom, you know, through Zoom. They're free events. We just talked about raising capital as an introvert. Camilla Jeffs was on last night. We had about 100 women on answering questions, supporting them. We always recommend if they don't get their question a- answered there, bring the conversation to the Facebook community. Tag us. We will answer it. I really mean that sincerely. So, so Sarah, there's a lot of ways to connect with us. And obviously we have different ways to support women, but we're very committed to that ongoing support. I love that. And we'll go ahead and put the links to all of those things in our show notes um, so that our listeners uh, can connect with you guys. So I, I know for those that got out their pen and paper today that you guys have pages of notes, just as I do. My remarkable notebook is full today, but my big takeaways are really a lot about mindset, not being sort of a victim, looking at um, things. I mean, even the start of Investor came through, you saw a problem and that you were willing to step up and solve that problem. Thinking long-term, instead of just thinking of, of you know, what's the first thing I need to do? Think long-term. What are your long-term goals was a huge sort of golden nugget. Lean on mentors, right? So, so making sure that we can learn from other mentors, focusing on uh, our strengths, looking at rents are going to hedge against interest rates um, and inflation. And so looking at multifamily as, as an option for investing and then continuing to ask what's working, what's not working. And then of course, always looking at your time investment. What is the investment? Instead of looking at it, what it, what something costs, ask what's the investment to get your time back. And then getting involved in this amazing community to learn and, and grow, grow your net worth. But thank you guys so much for joining me today. I learned so much uh, from both of you. And I want to encourage both of you, as well as our listeners, to continue to to have a big business, but an even uh, bigger life. So thank you guys for being here. Bye, thank guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Sarah.